The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Trust the process. Do you respect the process? Welcome back. If you're coming back, that is to another edition of Processing the Process, your home, 365 days. No, that's way too many. Uh, how about we just say 52 weeks a year uh, covering college football and NFL draft news? How's that sound, right? Sounds good to me. 365 days, that's a lot of days. Yeah. I wanted, I, I want to be like committed to that. Like Every day we will have some kind of content, but I just can't. Got a full time job. You've got a job. Once Chris starts paying us, uh, just kidding, Chris. Sorry, <laughs> Chris. I don't know if Chris listens. Uh, if he does, <laughs> yeah, hey, he yeah, doesn't. Chris, go ahead, uh, toss us some coin, and then uh, we can stay home and work on more content for you guys. We'll uh, take a small stipend. Yeah. So uh, my name is Brian Finch. If you're new to the show, I am co-hosting with my good friend Ryan Holt Bailey, all the way over there in Texas. So, I'm Ryan. I'm also a co-host. That's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I do live in Texas. Yes. Currently residing in the state of Texas. The Lone Star State, if you will. Mm-hmm. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Thanks for that. Do you have um, to learn that song when you move to Texas? You probably don't even know that song, do you? What is that like the Texas pledge or something? It's a famous, yeah, Texas, some sort of I don't know. Um Peyton said when she was in school they had to do a Texas pledge and then like the normal pledge of allegiance. Really? Yeah. Huh. Very um very dictatorship ask out here. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> so for those that don't know, we have an Instagram now. Yep. Yep. Processing Insta- the process underscore pod. Yeah, Instagram, a Facebook page, a Twitter, Twitter. account. We're, we're, we're taking over the social media. I will not be downloading a, a TikTok app to do. Sorry. We will be doing TikToks very soon. No, no. That's all right. <laughs> we will have Snapchats. I'm way late on the Snapchat game. I don't. You, yeah, I have you on Snapchat, but you've never sent me a Snapchat. I don't, I don't do them myself. Myself, I just watch what other people have. So if I was to send you a Snapchat, you would open it. Like, mm-hmm. I've thought about sending you stuff. I'm like, oh, he probably like he's one of those guys that only opens it like once every month or something like that. No, uh, Dave, our good friend Dave Hyder will send me some. Dave does send snaps. Yeah, he's a big snapper. That guy. Yeah, he is. Big snapper. Yes, he is. Speaking of big snappers, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna roll with it. We that have works. more declarees for the NFL draft. No big surprises. Uh, Jalen Waddle of Alabama, wide receiver. He has declared. Yep. His quarterback, Mac Daddy Jones, has declared. Uh, quarterback for the 
Clemson Tigers. Trevor Lawrence, ever heard of him? He's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. He's declared. And a handful of other guys, too. But those those are the notable big-name guys that we need to acknowledge are getting ready for their next step here in their football careers. Yeah, I do think we should mention Patrick Sertan. He's a oh yeah, good call. He's a, a probably number one or two corner, depending on who you like. Yeah. Um, Christian Barrymore also declared he's a he he's rising. He he had a really big game in the national championship, man. Yeah. Big game, very disruptive in the middle, defensive tackle, two tackles for loss, one sack, which brings us to the national championship game. Yes. I hope everybody Let's talk about it. I hope everybody tuned in for that cuz it was quite the spectacle if you like offense. There's yeah. a lot of offense to go around, not a lot of defense. That's okay. I'm a big fan of offense. Uh anything surprising that came out of that for you, Ryan? Um other than the fact Devonta Smith had 200 yards and three touchdowns in the first half? Yeah, other than that. Other than that, um, they held Justin Fields to under 200 yards passing and one touchdown. Yes, yes. That was the most surprising to me was the fact that I don't even know what it was about the Alabama defense because it wasn't like quick pressure didn't seem like. I really think the secondary, if we were to get like an all-22 view, I think the secondary just did a really good job for the most part of locking down all those Clemson wide receivers. Right. I mean, for the most part, I mean, Garrett Wilson was not his normal productive self. He, he did still have um, eight catches on nine targets for 69 yards. So, yeah, they did a pretty good job considering the talent on the Ohio State uh, wide receivers. Right. Yeah. And they just couldn't get the run game going. Trey Sermon got hurt on the first drive, which was terrible because Trey Sermon has been on an absolute tear, like 300 yards, 250 yards, 200 yards, and then just gets hurt in the national championships. So that sucks. And then Master Teague had to come in, who was coming off of an injury, still a little rusty. He did have two touchdowns. I believe they were like two super short yarded touchdowns, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I think they were. Yeah. He, uh, Master Teague had 15 carries for 65 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he had an eight-yard run and a four-yard run. So, Yeah, Trey Sermon, one carry, two yards, and exited with the injury. Um, it wasn't – it wasn't even that like it didn't seem like that hard of a hit. It was kind of weird. Um, I think I was in the process of taking one of my kids to bed, and like I came back downstairs, and I was like, "Oh, where's he going?" And he's like, "Oh, he just got hurt." And then they showed the replay, and I was like, His "Shoulder? I don't even know what happened." Yeah, yeah, it was weird, man. <clears throat> yeah, he he went to the hospital though. Yeah. So I wonder if it was a collar. Did they come out and say what it was? It was a shoulder, I do believe. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe some kind of like AC joint sprain or something. Right. Yeah. So I think that that definitely hurt <clears throat> the Buckeyes for sure because they could not get the running game going. Could not. Couldn't. And the fact that they didn't really have a chance to run since they were just getting their cheeks clapped and they had to start throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, speaking of throwing the ball, Mac Jones put himself into the at least quarterback four range with that. I think so. Yeah, probably. I don't think he moves down, and I don't know if he moves past the other. Obviously, he's not moving past Trevor, and he's – I don't know, man. Some teams might like Mac Jones more than J- Justin Fields. 
How about this? He's locked in to no later than like the second round. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think Fields is going to stay where he's at because Mac Jones, is, he, he's a statue, man. Um, not a lot of mobility. He's got a wicked dad bod. I, I saw that picture going around on Twitter. Yeah. Um, not much of an athlete, man. He's just your prototype, not prototype, standard um, pocket passer, man. Doesn't yeah. do a lot outside of the pocket. Um, he had a couple runs that were very um, underwhelming. <laughs> four, four carries for 11 yards. So, yeah. But, yeah, no, um, he he's definitely uh, put, put himself in the QB4 conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. I think we might start seeing a trend in, in the draft where you have to be a very prolific passer to be ahead of other guys that give you the uh, like the running aspect, you know what I mean, the mm-hmm. mobility aspect. And like you said, Mac Jones does not have that at all. Uh, but what he does do is facilitates and spreads the ball around and understands coverages pretty well, it seems like that's hard to fully trust when you've got such elite wide receivers and playmakers on your team. Cause they're probably always uh, we'll, open we'll say even with, even with that elite talent, his ball placement is phenomenal. They can be, he can yeah. carve you up from the pocket. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, if you're at least going to be a pocket passer, make sure you can carve up a team and make any throw on the field, which I feel like he can yeah. with like super precision accuracy. He's, he's a really, really, really good uh just thrower of the football period Mm -hmm. maybe uh right around average arm strength not nothing crazy not not gonna you know be able to really drive the ball but he's not wimpy and uh speaking of not wimpy Najee harris boy who we he's a freak uh, I have uh, breaking news. Boop, 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 boop. Brian has officially made Najee Harris his RB1 for the rest of this uh, postseason, early draft season. It, right. I, I'm, you know me. I'm, I'm a huge you. Travis ETN fan. Love him. But Najee Harris has got some crazy soft hands, dude. He made one that one catch on like a flare route. Where Mac yeah, actually for, for did the it, touchdown. yeah. Where he it wasn't like a a perfect place ball, but you know it was he needs to catch it, and it was a nice one handed, yeah. yeah, nice adjustment on the ball. So yeah, Najee Harris, kudos to him. Najee, Najee is one of those players like he's really really good at everything. The one thing he lacks though is that long speed, probably. But but the only thing about that is you still have to tackle him. Even without the long speed, dude, he is such a force. He's um, just so big and strong, and he'll run through you. He can jump over you. That's literally hit the, the only qualm with him is just he doesn't have that long speed. But I mean, what do you expect from a guy who's six two two thirty? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where do we think he will run in the forty? He's a four five guy, right? I was gonna say four five, low four six. Yeah. Trying to because we're Bills fans and Devin Singletary ran a four six two forty I think it was okay yeah maybe yeah maybe maybe a four five yeah mid so that, mid to high four five okay which is plenty fast enough you know a lot yeah. of times you only have one guy to beat when you have a you know a perfectly a perfectly scripted run especially one to the outside you normally only have that safety to beat so if you 
if you can keep to hugging that sideline, maybe he can't beat you with the angle and you have just enough speed to yeah. get away from him. Uh, you know, Dude, who we're talking like a little bit longer speed and we're talking about um, Derek Henry 2.0 pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I saw someone on Twitter compare him to James Conner and that I, made me mad. I don't like that. No, I don't like and, that. And the guy, and the, some guy commented, he's like, you know, you can just tell when people don't watch these players. And the guy who came out and said that came back and said, I coach James Conner. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know where you see that, but okay. <laughs> so we're talking about foot speed. And uh, we already mentioned his name, Devontae Smith, Heisman winner. Oh, we have to say that too, because I think that happened between last show and this show. Yes, yep. Devontae Smith is the, the Heisman. Yep, 2020 Heisman winner, and uh, he goes absolutely bonkers in the first half. You already said the stat line of 12 catches, 215 yards, and three touchdowns. He would have probably gone over 300 yards, but he, Easy. he had a hot a, a hot pass from Mac Jones come in and kind of I don't dislo- I think he dislocated something. They never officially said what happened to his hand, but yeah, it like hit he had like kind of caught it and it bounced out. And then as he was going back to reach for the ball, his finger jammed into the linebacker, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, hopefully not. Um, It seemed like one of those dislocations that if they weren't already dominating, he probably would have made it back. I was going to say, yeah, he probably would have came back. Yeah. Um, But he did come back out in the field. He had a cast on though. Oh, did he? I didn't notice that. Yeah. He came back out there with like five minutes left in the fourth. And um, to celebrate, and he had a, um, a a cast on his middle and index finger. Okay, okay. So, and then he he, uh, he talked to a reporter, and I mean, obviously, he's like, "I'm fine." So, yeah. Well, let's hope it's nothing serious that would hinder him going into the draft process. Uh, his teammate in your love, uh, <laughs> the guy that you hype all the time, John Mechie, also had a pretty good day. What's your favorite? Watch John Mechie next season. Yeah, what's your favorite thing about watching him when we when you talk about watching him next year? Dude, he can run block his ass off. And dude, you know what? He's almost like I said it before. He's almost built like a running back, and he just runs really good routes. And he's sure-handed, and um, just everything that you want to see, man. And the thing I like, what I like most about it is he didn't have to be the guy this year, you know, with Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. He had to do, he had to be a number three, and he did just that, and he did it well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just going to carry over into next season when he's going to have to be the starting guy. Um, but yeah, man, he, he he looks really really good. I like him a lot. Yep. And then uh, the last name that we'll touch on um, because you know it's it's relevant because of his declaration. Uh, Jalen Waddle did make his return to the game, but you could tell that. Oh yeah, he was hurting. He was in pain. Yeah. So if you didn't know, Jalen Waddle, um, I think like third game into the year or something like that, he um, he broke his leg pretty bad, and he actually had to have surgery on it. And I know for a fact that he was running yesterday or the other day, Monday. Uh, he was running uh, on a leg that currently still has pins in it. Mm-hmm. And I know what that feels like having ACL surgery, having a pin. It feels weird. And I w- could only imagine how many he has in there. I'm going to guess like at least four to six, somewhere around that range. And like go trying to go full speed. So 
dude's got a, a huge heart, you know what I mean, to be, to put right. himself back out there on the field and compete with his teammates. I love that seeing that. Yeah, I think on like his last catch, you could just see him like wincing through his helmet, and you just go on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Get that man off of the field!" Yeah, before he just, I, I can't believe he played. But like you said, just um, super competitive and just a good teammate. So, yep. Yeah, so Alabama rolls fifty-two twenty-four to another championship. Blah 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 blah. Um, I do want to say. Uh. Are you worried about Sean Wade? Mm, Sean he got Wade, exposed again. Well, yes, yes, and I don't like his his competitive nature was being challenged. There was a play where I mean Devonte Smith is fast, so I don't want to dog him too much. But they brought Devonte right. Smith in motion across the field, and you know behind the line of scrimmage pre snap, and. He's just like jogging, and uh, Devontae's hauling. You know what I mean? He is—he's basically sprinting in in motion, and Sean Wade seemed like he could care less. I mean, it was already kind of a blow up by that point, so I kind of, kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you're on national television; everyone's watching this. You—you look—you look embarrassing to like just like you have like whatever. You know, he's gonna catch another touchdown, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's he's gonna drop like a, a stone, man. It's not good. Yeah, dude. He's 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 been exposed pretty bad these past few weeks. So there's been a couple ideas floated about him that I I would love to get your opinion on. The idea of moving Sean Wade. He he proved that Jordan Reed from once again from Draft Network that we like to give a shout out to. He's the one that posed this. He didn't look good as an outside receiver last year. He played in the nickel in the slot and he looked good. Maybe not great, but he looked good and promising. And then the other thought is, do you move him to safety? Any Bills fans out there will know the Aaron Williams experiment at corner was bad. But when you move him to safety, dude was a borderline, you know, pro bowler for most of his career. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's something that you're going to have to find out with whatever team drafts him. I, mean, I think, I, I don't know. I, I think he's got too much size to be in the slot. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's fluid enough for the slot. I really don't. Um, but in, in, in terms of the safety, I mean, it could just be a vision thing for him. And I don't think speed's an issue, but um, no, I've, I don't, Move him to safety. I don't know. I, I guess it all depends on what team drafts him and what, what they're seeing at camp and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not the only cornerback that did not look good. Um, the other starting cornerback, Seven Banks, also did not look good for the no. guys. I mean, they were going against like ridiculous receivers. So. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd like to see the compete. So that's that's what stood out with Sean Wade. It's just like. He seems disinterested. He mm-hmm. seems, and it's weird because he called a shot. He said that he wanted Devonte Smith. He, he said, did, yeah. He was like, "I'm looking forward to this." I'm like, "Bro, you don't want that heat." Nobody no. does. No. Devonte Smith is the first wide receiver to win the Heisman since 1991, and you're gonna call him out? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sean Wade's gonna have to have like a really big combine or something. Yeah. Or a good pro day. He's gonna need something. No, I mean he'll still oh, be a day two guy. So, 
Right. That's that's another thing we 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 forgot to touch on. The the combine is kind of in question right now. They don't really have a plan for that yet. That's supposed to be in late February, early March. I think they're still trying to figure out something like that, but yeah. It's it's very much in question right now. There are um the regional combines. So mm-hmm. I wonder if they cancel the national combine and just everyone tries to make the regional ones work. Cause that's probably a little more manageable. You're not, you don't have as many people flying in. The right. only thought that I thought um, they would say that they want to do is like the bubble. The bubble should work. If you could get everybody in two weeks ahead of time, not, not two weeks, a week before the combine were to kick off, get them in right. the Sunday before and get them into their hotels and you know tell them like you guys you're they're gonna wear like the monitors just like the nfl players do for like the contact tracing mm-hmm. and like good idea actually yeah and and try and do a bubble but i don't know i don't know it's a tricky thing especially like i said right. when people are traveling from all over the country um yeah that's gonna be a bummer man if that doesn't happen yeah no doubt that's the only thing in the off season right now that seems like it's in question. Everything else seems like it's on track. The East West Shrine game seems like it's on track. The senior bowl seems like it's on track. They're even um, talking about the draft being back to normal, having maybe not as many fans, but fans there. And I think it's Cleveland this year, isn't it? I really think it is. I think it's in Cleveland. Last year is supposed to be Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be Cleveland. Yeah, that's kind of fun. All right. So the college football season is officially over. And we can move our attention to the draft. Yay. (laughs) A resounding yay from (laughs) Ryan Hope Bailey. I'm with you, Ryan. All right, let's do this. Let's start talking about our top five remaining defensive players. We're going to do linebackers top five. We're going to do cornerbacks top five, and we're going to do safeties top five. And I wonder where we will land with Sean Wade when it comes to cornerback. Yeah. We won't. We won't. Probably won't. All right, right. Uh, How about you kick off and we'll just go one for one. That sound good? All right, we're starting at five and going down to one or one down to five? Five to one. Okay. Well, my number five, linebacker first, correct? Yep. Okay. I'll start here with number five. Chaz Surratt out of UNC, 6'3", 230. Um, I don't know. If he came in as a quarterback um, initially and um, got suspended for some off-field stuff, I believe. Um. Not great, uh, but then uh, I, he, he had a talk with some coaches and said, I want to I be in the NFL. That is my dream. Do whatever you guys can do to get me there. And they said, we're going to move you to linebacker. And they did just that, and boy, was he good at it. And the crazy thing is, um, as his first season as a linebacker, he was first team all SEC. Super sound tackler, good instincts, um, you know, finding the holes and the rusher or the the runner and just super good instincts picking out what holes which and just an all-around just consistent tackler 
and that he's just going to get better. He's still he's still so raw. Yep. He is a my a my guy for me if you remember. Mm-hmm. Put my stamp on him pretty early on and uh he is on my list, but he won't come up right now. Right now I will have Nick Bolton from Missouri. Nick Bolton, my favorite thing about him is he loves to hit. Take your head off, yeah. Dude loves it. And it he's not real dirty either. Like, he, he seems pretty controlled. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he he's looking to disrupt. He's looking to for the turnover. And he's got pretty active hands. Um, he's an above-average athlete. He's not terrible, you know. But he is more thumper than he is rangy which is something that the next team, whoever drafts him, will have to take into consideration. But definitely worth being on the top five of my linebacker list. Yeah, I I actually have him at four, so he, he he's my next guy. I was going to say, I wrote down, like, he can either crush you over the middle or he can jump the route over the middle and get his hands on the ball. Like, But when when you think of these big-time hitters, like these big thumpers, He's not that he's only six foot two thirty. Yeah. But the dude's strong man and you know, you 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 kind of talked about it. I mean, the dude'll crush you. So he's he's my number four guy. So Okay. Uh so my number four is Chaz Surratt. Okay. And the only reason that he's only at four for me is because limited time in the position but he is an excellent athlete very rangy uh great sideline to sideline seems to have really good instincts anytime i watched unc he was one of the guys that you can't help but notice on the field he seems like he's in on almost every play and yeah it's a lot of room to grow you already said that you know what i mean he's he's wherever he's gonna end up you know he hopefully he he seems like he is he's in the getting coached up so sky's the limit hopefully yeah no doubt man um so my number three guy uh zaven collins this dude's big he's huge six yeah. four 260 out of tulsa now the thing is with this he's so big but he's still super versatile and like ridiculously athletic like he can um do any like he can really do anything that is asked of him he can drop into coverage he can stop the run he can rush the passer or kind of like Nick Bolton. He can just hammer down on the run and just absolutely clobber you pop the ball loose, do all of that. Just yeah. of super versatile, freaky athletic, like big size guy. So yep. saving Collins for me at three. I match you with that. I also have saving Collins at three. And I think the top three is going to be pretty. It pretty is set in stone here. It is uh, because I think this is an above average linebacker class. Breaking news. Yeah, what do you got? The Jags have officially hired Urban Meyer. How about that? Bam. Bam. We got to reach out to my cousin Tyler, see how he's feeling. The Jags is probably the most enticing job, right? Yes, it is. Trevor Lawrence, 80-plus million in cap space, mm-hmm. which, can, which can still probably go up. Yeah. yeah. They have six picks in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. Really good weapons on offense. They just need a tight end, and then on offense, they're pretty set. And line. Some line work. 
Yeah, that too. Defense atrocious, but anyways, <laughs> back to linebackers. Maybe they can use one of these guys. I think they could. Uh, did you already? Did you already say? Yeah, I, I did my three. New Ed Zavin console. We'll, we'll do your two. Yeah, it's Jeremiah Awusu Kuromawa. Which Fun so, name. So so hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you watched him play against Clemson? Clemson? No. Alabama. Alabama. They played Alabama. Man, that seems like forever ago now. This is a dude who's on every single play, it feels like. <laughs> yes. Even that one. Now, it's, it stunk because a lot of his plays were being made, you know, six yards seven yards, eight yards down the field when, you know, they're letting up huge chunk runs. But still, the guy seems like he just feels the game real well right now. And I could only imagine that as he gets better training and better coaching and just more reps at the position, even though he's been there the entire time at linebacker, I I, I just think that he's built perfectly for today's NFL. He's right. long, he's rangy, he's, you know, quick twitch even. Like, you, you can send him on a blitz. Like, the dude gets upfield in a hurry. Yeah. I was going to say, dude, like, he's another guy who's, like, really, like, v- versatile. And um, you can you can throw him in as a, a man cover guy in the slot as, like, a big – you can throw him as a big safety. He can rush the passer. Um I like. I think it, it was Kyle Krabs who said it that he likes him more of like your today's like will like at a will linebacker spot. So. Yeah, he in a lot of ways reminds me of Tremaine Edmonds, right? The way he's able to play the game, but what he has that Tremaine doesn't have right now, and it's weird to think of, Tremaine's only twenty two, uh, is the blitzing, is is the yeah. pass rush aspect. He is already elite. At it, so yeah. And then number one, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons out of Penn State. He's six two, two forty five. Um, you could just tell in the play of Penn State this year that they missed him dearly. The defense was not the same without him. Um, Micah Parsons uh, is got re- really good size. Like that's like dream size for a linebacker. I feel like like six two, two fifty, six three, two fifty, something like that. And He's quick enough that he'll that he will beat anybody to that hole. He's gonna beat the offensive lineman. He's gonna beat the running back to the hole. He's super instinctive. He's smart up top, and he's he's versatile and he can play all, all over the field. Um, and even better, he can rush the passer really really well. Yeah. My pro comparison for him, and hopefully he doesn't have the same career path. Luke Keekley. I mean, it's almost he's almost a carbon copy of how Luke Keekley plays. Just matching athleticism, like you think of offense and and a running back, and you know they're supposed to be the better athlete. Well, when you take a guy like Micah Parsons at linebacker, he's going to be better than a lot of teams starting running back when it comes mm-hmm. to athleticism. You know, he's, right. he, when he goes to the combine, if it happens, he's, he's going to jump through the roof. His, his, you know, his squats are going to be, you know, t- top, whatever he's, his 40 times going to be probably no more than like four, six, four, six, yeah. four, something like that. Dude. He's, he, he's freaky, man. He really is. Yeah. That's fun. He's, he's a fun player to watch. And, and what, what's even creepier is he's been the number one linebacker 
and he opted out. He's been the number one linebacker for a while. Yeah. Yep. He's going to get his chance to prove it um, coming up here. Because, you know, he's going to be taken somewhere in the top 15, top 10. Yeah. I think, I, dude, everyone's talking a wide receiver for Philly. Micah Parsons would be perfect. Right. Um, so let's move on. Do you want to – let's do safeties first because they're very underwhelming, and then we'll go to the corners. Okay. I'm fine with that. Um, I'll let you go first here with your number five. Numero five. Uh, I hate doing the safeties. Just like – first off, uh, what we read and what we hear is underwhelming safety class – and then not being able to really watch a safety, what makes them good or bad, exactly, yeah. makes it really tough. But of what I've read and who I trust, I will go ahead and just start with Paris. Right. I, yeah, I'm just going off of the, the draft network. It's so like if you don't have coaches' film, you cannot it, you cannot give a fair shot at safeties. You really can't. Yeah. So just put a little asterisk next to this when we say these are our top five, but this probably isn't our top five. Uh, I'm going to read directly from Draft Network's little blurb here just to give an idea of Paris Ford. Uh, first off, he plays for Pitt, and they had a f- phenomenal defense this year. A lot yes. of, lot of uh, top 50 picks are going to be uh, coming in um, out of Pitt in the draft this year. So uh, here's uh, the little blurb on him. Pittsburgh safety Paris Ford brings an interesting mix of exciting traits an inconsistency that makes forecasting his role in the NFL challenging. Stop. He right there already in that first sentence already shows why we don't want to put a full stamp on what we're going to say here about these safeties. Cause even, even the guys that have access, better access than we do guys that we trust wholeheartedly are already telling you like, Hey man, this, these safeties we're going to be talking about, they're up and down. And it's tough right now to just say that because there's no standout. Well, okay, there's one standout, one ginormous standout, actually. But uh, what they you look for in a safety, he's got he's a he's physical, he's aggressive, and you know he's he's athletic in the way that he's able to chase down tacklers uh, well and stuff like that. But I don't know about like ball hawk. I don't know if he's necessarily that kind of guy. Maybe he's more of a box safety. Right. No, I mean, more of the ball hockey center fielder um, safeties are more in the top three here. Right. But, yeah, like I said, all I know is uh, Pitt, or, yeah, Pitt had a really good defense, so that's got to count for something, right? Mm-hmm. So then at number four, um, Richie Grant out of, out of UCF. He's six foot, 194. Um, so you're, you're going to hear this word a lot from us today, versatility. And that's like a really big, big thing with these safeties, you know, can play man in the slot, can come down and play in the box. Free safety can be that, can be that true center fielder. So um, that's, that's all I got for, for uh, Richie Grant. Yeah. Don't know much about Richie Grant. I uh, did watch this guy, Telenoa Hufanga. I didn't watch one USC game. You didn't watch any USC? Not that I can remember. I might have watched a touch of the USC Arizona State. Okay. I, I caught two games of USC, and 
this guy isn't a I didn't notice him. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I'm over this here. guy right here. This guy right here. Uh, Here's a guy that <laughs> uh what I noticed about him is he was willing to put his body completely on the line and he <laughs> was trying to tee off on dudes. Didn't always work. Didn't always work. But um uh, the, of what they say here on the draft network is he's made strides in the passing game. Now I didn't notice that when I watched him because it seemed like he was below average as a, as a pass mm. coverage safety, but you know, another box guy that's willing to thump a little bit, which is, I mean, do you like Jamal Adams? Yeah, he's a good linebacker. <laughs> that's what I always say. I try and talk myself into liking him at times. Like I watch football with other people and they're like, oh, I like his competitiveness. I really do. I mean, I just think he's a linebacker. I agree. So this guy is six one, two fifteen. Seems a lot like a Jamal Adams kind of build. I think my next guy is more Jamal Adams. Okay. Minus the ball skills. Um, shout out Alex. Uh Trevon Morig, uh six foot one, two away out of TCU. Now this is someone I'm familiar with. This dude led, um, I think he led the NCAA in interceptions, or, or safeties. I think he had seven. So he's that 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 true ball hawk, that true center fielder. Um, but this is a guy who has some very Jamal Adams esque traits. It can be super aggressive. He wants to hurt you, like he he wants to hit you hard. But at the same time, that's also his downfall. Um, I read that he uh, on tape he has a lot of missed tackles just from him being too aggressive. So that's not always a good thing. So if he can clean up his his tackling woes, then he should be fine. But other than that, elite ball skills. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually uh, – he was my number one. Okay. Yeah. So number two, Javon Holland, safety from Oregon, uh, didn't play this year. So I didn't get to watch him. Nope. And I don't know much about him going into the year. I no, I I remember when we did our Pac twelve preview and even like our season like a whole kind of like glimpse into the like to twenty twenty season. There he was a guy that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And he was he's mentioned in the like how good Oregon was supposed to be for the Pac twelve this year. Um and he was one of those guys that opted out and never came back. But he's got everything you want as a starting safety. He he's great in in it, it, his um, side to side motion, his adjustment on balls, his just overall being a just stalwart of the defense. Just a guy that you know when you pl- plop in there at the top of your defense, you can count on him. He's he's probably going to be in the right place at all the right times and. He's super smart, and his skill set is one that, like, you know, he, he can play at any defense. It doesn't matter. Right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Javon Holland. Yeah. Huh? Plus, you don't get too many Hollands, right? I can't think no. of a single football player that has Holland as their last name. Right. Well, now we can get into corners. This is a good corner draft. I'm curious to hear your top five. So, um, I do have a 1A, 1B scenario, so I'm going to start with four. Okay. My number four is Paulson and Adebo out of Stanford. 6'1", 190. Um, 
first things first, he's got experience. He's a senior. He could have came out last year. He probably would have been probably a first or second round guy last year. High football IQ, super smart. Obviously, he's got the Stanford pedigree. The dude is smart. And he's a really good athlete, really loose hips, fluid hips, can make good plays on the ball. Um, Paul Sanadibo, for me, would be my number four, my number four corner. Okay. I don't have a tie at cornerback, so I will stop and okay. start at five. And five for me is Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes, cornerback okay. from Georgia. Uh, the reason that I have him at five is I watched him get beat a few too many times uh, with just pure foot speed, and that bothered me. Yeah. So I have that written down. Uh, lacks that elite elite speed. So. Yeah. So getting if you can't, is he going to be a jam guy? Is he going to be a press a man press guy? I don't know. I think he ends up being a zone heavy concept. That's that. That's what I have written down as well. Yeah. So he's not bad. Like he he can be in the right spot and and make the a good adjustment on the ball and read a receiver well and you know read a quarterback well and make a play on the ball. But too many times I just watch him match up with a guy and just get beat one on one, and I don't like that. <laughs> Yeah, it, like like it, like like we said, it's not that he's bad. He just doesn't have that speed. He's just not he's not sticky enough to stay on these guys. He can't keep up. So that 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 was my three. So I'll move on to two here. Um, J.C. Horn, we talked about him. He's one of my guys. Long corner. It says only six one. I don't. I'm not buying that. I think he seems a lot taller than that on on tape. But six one two hundred five out of um, South Carolina. So. What I like about what, what I like about him is he's got this long frame, which I don't know why it says six one. That can't be right, dude. He looks so much taller than that. But anyways, that long frame is it's like the perfect matchup for these big X receivers, and you know it's perfect for him to match up with these super big guys, and it's easier for him to like push these guys off the routes, and then even more, it makes him even more competitive at the catch point because he's already got the size on you yeah and he's got the speed to keep up with you so that's why i have jc as my number two my number two corner okay uh so i will do four and three back to back because okay number four sante samuel jr you know he's he's one of my guys and he gives me all all the playmaking that i want at cornerback the the guy will compete for every ball He's got good foot speed, and the only thing he doesn't have is he doesn't have uh, the size. Like you just said, J.C. Um, Horn. He doesn't have that size. He's only 5'10". He's the he's more prototypical uh, old-school cornerback. Where yeah. you Nowadays, we keep getting these taller and taller cornerbacks. He's, he's only 5'10", but what he lacks in size, he makes up in athleticism. And he's he's I, I can't wait to watch him evolve in the NFL because I think he's only gonna get better. I really do. Yeah. Uh so then JC Horn is who I had there. So there you go. I <laughs> everything you said, right? You, you you tuned me into him early on and I, I started watching, I was like, Yeah, right nailed this. This guy is a, a baller. He is. Dude, and, and the thing is about him is he's super athletic with such a big frame and it, it, it's, it's 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 he's just really fun to watch. I like when he 
he he gives that spacing on a receiver, just daring the quarterback to throw it. You know what I mean? And then that closing yep. speed and that length to just all of a sudden eats up so much space. I would I would love to interview a college quarterback that went up against him and ask him like, what was it like watching him just make your wide receiver just vanish before your eyes? Where you're like, oh, I know where I'm throwing to. Oh, he's gone. I would love him on the 49ers. Yeah, it'd be you, you thinking like a Richard Sherman just yeah. swap them yeah. out. Mm-hmm. All right, so one A, one B. I'll start with one B. Patrick Sertan, out yep. of Alabama, six one two zero three. He's got the NFL bloodlines. His dad played for the Dolphins and Chiefs. He was a wide receiver, though I believe, wasn't he? Was he a wide receiver? I don't remember, but either way, he's got NFL in his blood. Um. I mean, what else do you really have to say? Three-year starter in the SEC. The the best talent in college football, he was a three-year starter and dominant. Kind of like J.C. Horn, like pretty much like J.C. Horn. Good size, good length, and makes him just – he's the perfect perimeter corner. He's sticky. Um, I think he can play in zone. He he, he can play anything. So Yeah. The only uh, guy that I saw take his lunch in college was Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and Justin Jefferson's a freak, so. Yeah. And then um, I'll just do uh, – we, we probably have the same top two. We do. Do, do, do you have Farley one? Farley is clearing away one for me. Um, normally, like I said, I knock guys who I didn't get to watch this year. But of what I was able to watch from him last year and just the way people talk about him is like, yeah, I'll leave. That's, that's why I have them 1A, 1B. I mean, if, if Farley played, he'd probably be the clear one. So yep. Caleb Farley, he's 6'2", 197 out of Virginia Tech. The dude is just sticky. He's a, a man cover corner with great ball skills, gives you no room to breathe. Freaky athlete. I mean, the, the, he, he played college. He came in from high school as a quarterback, then moved to wide receiver, then moved to corner, and it doesn't even look like he had any type of transition. The dude is just ridiculously good. Um, his injury history is kind of – Kind of sketchy, though. Have you seen that? 2017, he had the non-contact ACL tear. And then in 2019, he missed the last two games with back spasms. But there were reports that he was dealing with these back spasms all season. So that's kind of concerning, I guess, if you will. I mean, ACLs are kind of sketchy. Um, And then another thing that comes up on film, he has a couple missed tackles. So just clean up the tackling, and you got an elite corner in the NFL. Uh, minus the injuries, that reminds me a little bit of what I would have wrote about Tredavious White when he was coming out. It's like he can do this and he can do that. Minus the size. Like, yeah. What's Trey's like, what, 5'11 probably? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, the tackling is, is an easy fix if the guy's committed. If yes. you're dedicated and you really want to be one of the best cornerbacks in the league, you will fix that. Because you, you'll have other guys that are drafted behind you or undrafted or whatever. Come and take your job just because you suck at tackling. It's a right. very important, very important aspect of being a cornerback. A lot of, you're on an island, man. If you're playing in that zone coverage and you have to close in on that and you purposely are letting a guy get that four-yard catch, you got to go and tackle him because you can't let four turn into 40. Yeah. And with where he's going to be taken in the draft, he's got to clean up the tackling. And there's yep. no room for mistakes. You li- yep. you have to clean it up because he's going to be a top 10 pick probably. T- so, top 15 probably. Top I hope, 15, top 10. 
I hope that the year off is is something his body needed. I and hearing the yeah. injury the injury parts of him, I it's fine. You took the year off. I totally get it. Fix that body, get it NFL ready, and go dominate, man. Time time yeah. time to shine. No doubt. I'm with you. All right. So that's it. We have done top five of every single position, all twenty-two spots for your NFL teams. And I think we're only going to continue to expand on this. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we will uh, be revisiting our top fives, probably do some moving around. Well, I, w- I would like to do top tens. I would like to do just maybe not even top tens, just other guys that we, we want to talk mentions. about. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, we're sticking to our promise. No mock drafts until the Super Bowl's over. So once the Buffalo Bills raise that uh, you know trophy, then then we can give you a mock draft celebration right. mock draft. And if we win, uh, Najee Harris pick thirty two. You're here to hear first. I would not be upset. I know that'll be so fun. But 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 Brian, they signed Devonta Freeman. Yeah, uh, shout out uh, our friend Kevin Spike who hit me up uh, trolling me with that. Enjoy that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin. He's so right, though. He's so mm-hmm. right. All right. Well, I think that is enough for today, Ryan. Uh, what do you want to tell the folks? Subscribes, rate, review. Go check out our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Our Instagram, once again, is processing the process underscore pod. Um, what's our Twitter? Same thing. Uh, processing underscore pod i think we don't even know it we're so I'm not, bad i'm not positive and then on facebook processing the process if you search processing it will show up you know yes yeah. you'll, you'll see the ptp logo pop up and you'll be like i know these guys and yeah um sh- we've been doing something fun um for the tuesday show on our good friends, the Two Point Conversations podcast. We've been doing uh, some kind of season look-ahead, some early divisional season look-aheads. We've covered the AFC South, uh, the NFC East, and then next week we will be doing the NFC West. That sounds right. NFC West, yep. Yep. So if that is one of your teams that you listen to or if you're just really into just – talking about other teams and where they stand right now. We will be doing that with our good friend, Matt Johnson. That comes out every Tuesday. And then again, on Tuesday, you get more of us on two point conversation. You can come onto the two point page uh, on Facebook live at eight o'clock and we'll be doing another dress show. Yeah. Matt back to back. Right. Real quick. Yeah. Um, As we all know, the Buffalo bills, won a playoff game this past weekend i celebrated by going through a table Mm -hmm. if you want to hear the story of that go check out my girlfriend's podcast the text it to me podcast uh they were all the 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 two were witnesses to that um they tell the story they also have video confirmation on their tiktok what's their what's the tiktok at Text It's Me Podcast on TikTok. Oh. Surprised that wasn't taken. 
it, no, it wasn't taken. It was available. So yeah, if you want to see me go through a table three times, <laughs> there it is. Wait, did he jump four times? I don't remember. <laughs> I was very, very inebriated. I don't remember. Okay. Go Bills. Go Bills. All right. We're going to sign off. We'll be back next week. Oh, and I'm, I want to say right now, I'm, I'm apologizing uh, for the late episode. If you're looking for us on Tuesday and or Wednesday, I'm sorry it's coming late. That is totally my fault. I was not feeling well the other day, and I just could not be staring at a screen. It was absolutely brutal. Non-COVID related. Uh, Non-COVID related. Totally just migraine related and migraine sucks. And I'm sure all of my listeners understand. All right, man. I wish it was. Well said. I wish it was was February already. I I wish it was April 29th. Sure. You just skipped all the fun stuff, but that's fine. Ah. (laughs) All right, processors. Until next time. Keep on processing that process. Go Bills. Go Bills. Do you trust the process? Do you respect the process? Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. we got to drive 75 yards. All right, we can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.